You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. Hello, welcome to Take It Personally. I'm your host, Betty Pashong, and I'm so pumped you're here today. I'm really excited to bring my friend Emily onto the podcast today. Emily is also a friend of mine from the mastermind that I joined earlier this year, and um, Emily is actually someone that I did not meet until the second round of my mastermind. So we are new friends, and we became friends very quickly because um, I, you probably have people in your life where you just get pumped up talking to them because you have a lot of the same opinions and feelings about things, and both Emily and I are... Uh, professionals in the realm of branding. Although our businesses are very different and we approach branding from different ways, what we do ultimately is really similar and what we believe in is really similar. And so it's really fun to chat with her because I just find myself nodding my head. And I love the different analogies and things that she uses over the course of this episode because it takes something like branding, which is actually really hard to define, and just kind of chops it up into little bite-sized pieces and makes it a lot easier to digest. Emily, thank you so much for joining me today on Take It Personally. Thank you, Maddie. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. I've been listening to every single episode and they've all been so good. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Well, I am just, I'm excited to chat with you today because I think, you know, so obviously we're in the same mastermind together and met for the first time at the last retreat in Sedona. And I just felt this connection to you right away because we both live in this branding world. So I'm excited to explore that today. Yeah, we are two brand peas in a little brand pod for sure. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. So to kick us off, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, what you like, all of that good stuff. Oh, yeah, totally. So um, I live in Austin, Texas, but I'm actually from the Midwest, from Kansas. So uh, I've lived in Austin for about eight years, and I absolutely love it. Um, my business is, is that I'm a branding and self-discovery coach. So uh, I work with women on their brand and kind of discovering who they are. And when I'm not working, I'm snuggling my dog, Wookie. He's my fur child. I love him so much. Even when he gives me side eye, I still love him. <laughs> and um, I also perform improv and I'm like an avid karaoke singer. It's like American Idol for me. I absolutely love it. So that is about me when I am not doing my business. That is awesome. Okay. I have to ask, what is your go-to karaoke song? Okay. So if we're like trying to get like the hype up, it's Separate Ways by Journey every single time. It just like gets the mood up. I love that song. I love it. I love it. I always, and I suppose you're in Austin. So are, so are you a country fan? No, not really. <laughs> no, I, I'm more of like an eighties person and musical theater. Oh, I respect Yeah. That. Musical theater and eighties music, which is kind of a weird combo, but <laughs> I feel like I am across the board, but probably what I listen to the most when I'm like really ready to jam is also musical theater. So we can be weird together. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> love that. What's your favorite musical? Oh my gosh. Well, 
I have actually never seen this one before, but the soundtrack that I have on repeat right now is Waitress with Sarah Bareilles. Uh, I saw that on Broadway actually when I was in New York. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they're coming. They're coming to Sioux Falls, like the traveling, you know, group or whatever. They're coming to Sioux Falls, I think, this spring. So I'm gonna get tickets because I just I love everything Sarah Bareilles does. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah, you definitely have to go. Uh, yeah, I was like definitely obsessed with the soundtrack before I saw the Broadway musical. And then I was in New York and I saw the Broadway play and it blew all of my expectations. So uh, you have to do it. Oh, my gosh. OK, that's so good to hear. <laughs> OK, so Emily, tell me a little bit. Of, and actually, I don't know a lot of this. So tell me how you got to where you are right now. Like what's your journey looked like to becoming a branding and self-discovery coach? Yeah. So, um, like I said, I'm from Kansas. So, um, I started out and I got a, well, actually before that, um, I got a degree in musical theater now that we've talked about musical theater. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. 18 year old Emily was like, I'm going to be a Broadway star. Of but, course then she was. but then 20 year old Emily was like, nah, it's not going to happen. So, <laughs> So uh, then, yeah, I went and I got a degree in marketing. And so um, when I graduated, though, in Kansas, it was 2008, which um, if we've all forgotten, it's when like the big recession happened and everyone was getting laid off. So no one was really looking to hire someone fresh out of college to uh, do their marketing stuff. So I, you know, was working um, at a call center at the time and I was just like not passionate about it whatsoever at all. So I was just like, how do I get into a career? How do I get into a career? So as I was thinking about it, I was like, well, you know, there's the marketing side and then there's the design side. And I've always been really creative. I, even as a child, I made these little um, clay figurines that I would paint that my grandma would like adorn on her, um, mantle. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Yeah. yeah, so they all just like lived up there in like little happiness. So <laughs> so I was always super creative. So I was like, well, maybe I should go back to school and get another degree in graphic design. So still in Kansas, I went back for a semester and that one semester that I went back, we actually took like a field trip to Austin. And when I was in Austin. I just really fell in love with the city so much that like um, I, we went there in October, November and I lived and I moved here in January, oh, February. Wow. So within a couple of months, I just uplifted my life and I moved here. Um, when I moved here, I didn't initially start back into school with graphic design, but then eventually it got back into the point where I'm like, this job is like, you know, I can do it within like an hour of my day. I need something more challenging. And so I finally just kind of gave up everything. I went, you know, at this point in time, I was 27 and I quit my job. And then I started a job as a cashier at a grocery store. So, and I called my parents and I said, Hey, can you help me with rent? Which was not something that's very easy for me yeah. to ask, um, is for but at 27, I'm like, I really just feel like I have to do this. Like, can you just please help me? Um, and they graciously were like, yes, we'll help you pay, you know, for rent so that you can go back to school. Um, so then I graduated and I got my degree in design. And I feel like that that's kind of when everything really shifted. Um, 
I started working with a lot of startups because Austin is kind of the sister Silicon Valley yeah. in a way. There's so many tech startup companies here. It's crazy. So I just started working with those. But what ended up happening in every single case is that I got laid off. And it wasn't because I was a terrible employee or anything like that. It had nothing really to do with me. Um, it always had to do with the business. It always had to do with... Um, in one point, uh, the two CEOs, they fired all of their clients because they oh, wow. didn't want to deal with them anymore. Um, in another case, um, it was because they just didn't have the money and the budget for a designer. So they replaced me with an unpaid intern. Um, and so it just like the list goes on. So that happened for, you know, about, uh, I don't know, maybe like seven, eight years. Um, and then the last time I got laid off, which was the time I got replaced with an unpaid intern, I was looking for a job for literally six months and I got no bites whatsoever. It was just terrible. Like I just, you know, it just really made me super depressed because, you know, if you're looking for a job and you have no money coming in, then that puts all of your weight on this one situation to work out. And so I was chatting with a friend who coincidentally, her name is also Emily. And she's like, well, like if you could do your dream thing, like what would it be? And I'm like, well, my dream thing is to start a business. And she's like, well, like, why can't you do that right now? Um, and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, the other like really weird thing that happened is that every time I would like go in and apply for a job and then, or go in and do an interview and then get the rejection letter, the day I got the rejection letter, some person would come and find me and say, Hey, can you like do work for me? And, uh, then on the last job that I did that I interviewed for four people came that day, I felt like the universe was trying to send me like a message. And then like the last day they just were just like, you know, slapping me across the face being like, can you get my message now? You know, <laughs> like we were sending four amazing. people, can you yeah. get it? <laughs> the universe is like, okay, come on now. What ended up happening through that is that I started a business and um, actually one of those clients that was one of those four clients from that day, I still work with to this day over a year later. But um, that business, um, I started it as kind of like a one woman marketing department because that's my skills. I know how to do basically anything in a marketing department because I have with many different startups, whether it be content or design or video or strategy, I've done literally everything. And so I started doing that and it just really was not what I thought it was going to be, <laughs> even though in my business strategy on page three, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Like I'm doing what I said I was going to set out to do, <laughs> but, but yeah, then I started my business and I'm like, ah, oh, this just like, isn't like I'm working all the time. I have no social life. I'm not able to really go do anything and I'm not able to really scale this either to, you know, hire on more clients or hire on more people. Um, so it was really like another crossroads because I'm like, well, dang, like I thought that like starting my business is what I wanted to do and working for myself, but this isn't really working out either. So then um, that's when I joined the mastermind with Maddie and um, our fabulous coach. And she really pushed me to like figure out because I I can do a lot of things, but do I necessarily want to do all those things? Like, no, I don't. So it's really figuring out like, well, what do you want to do? Like, what is, what is like the thing that's like in your heart? So 
that's when I made the shift to being more of like a coach. And so, cause I can, I've been, you know, in a creative director position um, in most of the roles that I held. So I'm able to kind of oversee the, the, whatever we're building and be able to understand how all, how all the steps kind of are in place and why they're there and what needs to get done. So I'm like, yeah, this makes perfect sense to kind of, you know, help people down the path to building their brand because I see brand problems all the time. And I feel like people just don't know what to do. So I just decided that I'm changing my business to being a branding and self-discovery coach. And I just feel like this was like the best decision ever. And I feel like it's been, you know, a long road, but I'm like, you know what? I finally figured it out. And (laughs) that's the best feeling when you're like, I I got it figured out. I'm 33. I still got some time, but I'm like, I got it figured out. So that is awesome. Yeah. It's serious. You're exactly right. It's the best feeling when you feel like this is it. Like, oh my gosh, all the work that I've done and all of the twists and turns and pivots, this is where I was supposed to be. It feels so good. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that in going through this, I feel like I was supposed to go through everything that I was supposed to have went through. Even, you know, the tough times where, you know, I was depressed for like nine months out of last year. And like, I was supposed to be that way. Like that was supposed to be who, you know, the time I was supposed to go through, I was supposed to get laid off because of this moment in time where I've figured this out. And now I know all the, you know, I've known, I know now that I can help women go through the things that I personally went through. So I definitely feel like that we're supposed to go through everything for a reason. Oh, I love that. And I could not agree more. I think that that's huge. And when you start to position yourself as a coach, that's something that I think clients really appreciate and respect that like it hasn't just been rainbows and butterflies. Like you've gone through the trenches to get to where you are now and you can help them with it. Yeah, for sure. Especially, I know that when I've been chatting with some clients, you know, I'm like, I've went through a similar story as you and they're like, Oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then I tell them, you know, some parts of my story and how, you know, it's gotten to me where I am today. I definitely feel like that if they see that you're on the other side, then they can see themselves on the other side. Mm, Yeah, that is so, so true. I, yeah, I just love your story because you, Every time you would, you know, along your path, every time maybe something happened or wasn't driving with what you were trying to build, you just kind of pivoted and tried the next thing and tried the next thing. And that was what it took for you to get to where you are, where you're feeling really fulfilled and like you're where you're supposed to be. Yeah, I've always been the person where if I'm not really feeling it, everybody's going to (laughs) know. I'm not just going to sit quietly in the corner. I'm, I'm going to be like, ah, this, this, we need to change this. This is not going good for me. So I feel like I've always been that way where I've always wanted to challenge myself. And it's like, if I don't feel challenged, then I just feel like, I feel like a lemming just waiting to walk off the cliff, you know, and I just, I don't want to be that person. I really wanted to kick off like our, our conversation and some of the things that I know you're going to touch on first by just talking about branding in general, because that's, I mean, obviously this podcast is all, is all about personal branding and the different things that that can encompass. And I am so passionate about branding and making sure that everything works together and is connected. But branding is a really hard thing to define. And even if you Google it, Google is not totally sure what branding is. So as a branding professional, how do you define branding? 
It's so funny that you say that because literally whenever I'm like chatting with, you know, potential new clients, I always ask them what they think branding is. And literally every single person gives me a different answer. And and that's the problem. That That is where the problem in lies because everybody has an opinion on what they think branding is and they know in their heart that that's the right answer. And so, you know, of course, then when you ask somebody, you're going to get you know, a whole slew of answers. And that's not to say that those answers are wrong necessarily, because they all kind of go together. Because I get a lot of, you know, oh, well, branding's a logo. It's the fonts. It's the colors. It's, you know, the message. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, kind of. Like, yes, that is technically right. <laughs> but also, it's not right at the same time, in my opinion, because um, I think branding is um, is you, so uh, the way I the way that I kind of use this analogy is that like I remember in high school there were all these like you know really pretty jocks right there's like the really pretty guys but then once you started talking with them it was like talking to a wall like there was no substance there so you know it's like what is your brand like you can't just be a pretty website like you have to have some substance because people buy from people people connect with people. And you have to figure out what your reason is for being in your brand and in your business and why you want to serve their clients. And I feel like so many people just get that wrong. Um, you know, there's so many reasons that, you know, brands can possibly fail. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you are a solopreneur in your business or if you have other people in your business, um, there's always a reason why that business was started. There's always a reason why you started it to, you know, help people change lives, transform lives, you know, sell them a product that could, you know, help them in a certain way. There's always a reason and it always connects back to you in a way. So like, for example, if you're selling clothing to make women feel confident, maybe that's because you didn't feel confident and you couldn't find clothes that made you feel confident. So you decided to create some. So there's always a reason that ties back to you and your experience. And so I feel like that people avoid that. I think you're right. And uh, what I've also noticed with branding and people's, um, like how they view it is that they don't, you know, they think of the big things, right? Like the things that you just mentioned, the logo and the colors and the website, and those things are great and they're important, but they don't think about client experience. And if you show up early or late to a meeting and, the colors that you wear and how you present yourself, like all of those little tiny minute details that make up you are making up your brand. Oh yes, definitely. I mean, like when I work with clients, one of the very first things I ask them to do is to go to their friends, their boyfriend, girlfriend, partner. And if they have kids, go to their kids and ask them what qualities they see in them, good, bad, or ugly. Because those qualities, you're not going to turn them off when you become like, oh, now I'm putting my business hat on. So now I'm, you know, not going to be like a grouchy grump. Like, <laughs> it's probably going to translate into how you are with your clients. So it's figuring out what all those are. And the people that are surrounding you and supporting you, they're going to be able to know you the best. And so it's figuring out, you know, those good qualities and figuring out what those are. And then the bad qualities, figuring out, well, why are those bad qualities there, you know, and how can we maybe not highlight those in your business? So, yeah, I definitely feel like that. I mean, you can't turn you off. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And it's so true. 
That actually brings me to my next question. When you're working with somebody and you're working on developing their brand and kind of coaching them through that process, what's your first step in working with someone? Uh, What does that process look like? I first try to figure out who they are, which, you know, some people find kind of silly because they're like, well, I know who I am. And I'm like, well, yes, but, you know, we need to kind of like figure that out and figure out what your gifts and talents are and kind of structure them in a way that's going to best suit your business. So you're maybe not burning out or not getting triggered because you're doing all of these things. Because usually when I tell people that they are the brand, it, they they can get kind of scared. They can be like, wait, what? You know, I'm the brand. I'm the shiny product on the shelf because they're hiding behind their services and they're hiding behind, you know, a website or an Instagram feed that, you know, is so beautiful, but has no substance. So we try to figure out what's holding them back exactly. So it could be that they have, you know, a bit of imposter syndrome, which I know you just chatted all about. And I loved because I talk about this with my clients all the time about like that there's no such thing as an expert. An expert is a thing that we make up in our head to hold us back from doing what we want to do because you know more than probably somebody else So (laughs) on certain topics. So, and that doesn't mean that you know the most, but you also can't know the most because you're not Google. You don't have like, you know, millions of servers connected to you at all points in time. You know, (laughs) you're not AI, you're not a robot, you're a human. And humans can't know everything because otherwise, you know, we'll never actually make an impact if we just spend our lives just trying to know everything. So we try to get to the root of that, like what's holding them back. And then the second part is, is that we kind of, you know, figure out what the core of their business is, because um, I feel like a lot of people, they have, you know, you know, this working with, you know, entrepreneurs, we have so many ideas like all of the ideas, but we, you know, sometimes can kind of get lost in idea land. So what that looks like is that each of the ideas is like a balloon on our arms and we start to kind of float away in our idea land. And we need someone to tug on our ankles and come back down to earth and be like, let's actually do something with those ideas, you know? Um, So we build what I call a brand tree. So a brand tree is where like the trunk of a tree is like the core of your business. So for me, it would be branding, obviously. So then what the branch and then we draw branches. So the branches come off the tree and they would be what your services could be. So mine could be like marketing strategy or graphic design or coaching. So why this is important is because figuring out what the core of your business is and knowing what your services are and making sure that your services connect to the trunk of the tree. Because remember, branches grow out of the trunk. They don't just appear out of nowhere. So they have to, you know, connect to each other. They have to make sense. So like, you know, I wouldn't say like ballerina dancer as one of my, you know, branches because that doesn't make sense with branding. And also I'm not a ballerina dancer, but (laughs) but they all have to talk talk to each other and make sense. So like, for example, I was chatting with a client and she does, um, like money, like advising for people, but she also does it more with like trying to figure out what the root of the emotion is that you have connected to your old money stories. And then she also does, you know, chakra healing and, um, Reiki. And she thought the trunk of her tree was money. And I'm like, no, it's energy because everything that you do relates to energy. So that really transformed her business because, you know, she's able to see that, you know, her main source of her business is through energy. 
Um, and then kind of the last thing that we work on in my first program is um, figuring out who your client is, which is super important. And I really make them get nitty gritty with it. I'm like, what do they do in the morning? Like, do they roll over and grab their phone and start scrolling on Instagram immediately? Or do they hit the snooze button 20 times, not wanting to get out of bed? Do they have kids yanking on their hair? Like, tell me literally an entire day of their life. And this will really give them insight onto, you know, what is the similarities and the differences between them and their clients and what they can hone in on. And then what also becomes like their content pillars, which I don't like the word content pillars. So I use hot words because <laughs> I think that's fun. You know, that becomes kind of like their core messages of their business. Um, and so that's kind of what we work on initially because we have to figure out who they are and what, you know, they want to do in the world because they're the brand. Then on top of that, it's super easy. Then we, you know, actually create the brand with the fonts and the colors and then figure out where they actually want to live within their business, whether it be social media, then we create their brand on social media, or if they want to build a website, then we help them build a website. And then the third step is kind of creating like their strategy, which is really just launching it. So it's like, well, now we put all this work together. Now it's the easy part. We figured out who your client is, what your services are. Now we really just have to pair A and B together and launch the thing. Um, and so then I work together on helping them launch it, whether it be through social media, website or email, you know, wherever they want to do it. And then, um, then we make the magic happen and make dreams come true, which is kind of what I really love to do is help people make their dreams come true because definitely this business is like my dream. So I'm like, let's just, you know, make the dreams keep going, you know? <laughs> yes. I love that so much. So you're obviously, you're working with people to really develop their brand in a very thoughtful, strategic way, but I'm sure that you've seen some doozies when it comes to maybe doing things the wrong way. So what mistakes do you see people making when it comes to building their brand? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of the reason why I started my business is because I just keep seeing like brands fail. And, uh, and also, cause I'm like, I feel like no one really knows what like, you know, a brand is. And so, um, I'm like, okay, I feel like I just, I need to help them. Like there's like no clear way this, of this out there. So I feel like this is just the way to do it. So the first thing I feel like that happens is that you start a business and then you immediately go to Instagram and you find the most beautiful Instagram feed with the most beautiful graphics and the most beautiful photos. And then you go to their website and you're like, oh my gosh, this website is so beautiful too. So what do you do? You just recreate that brand and you're like, oh no, that's mine now. So um, you just copycat what they're doing. But the thing is, is that that's that person's brand. That's not you. You just, you know, you just basically dressed up as that person for Halloween <laughs> and just masquerading. Now you're just masquerading around as this brand. And it's like that kind of creates a lot of burnout because you're not really authentically being you. You're trying to put on a mask as this other brand, because you feel like that's what you need to do to get your clients. But then you don't all, but then at the same time, as you say that you don't really know what you need to do and you don't really know your clients, but you just feel like that, Oh, this is what, you know, an entrepreneur does, which is like the other thing is that you kind of rip away all of your self traits. And then you're like, okay, this is what I see a business person as. So I'm going to rip away everything else and mold myself into this business person that I see out into the world. 
And that's not also you either because you just ripped away parts of yourself. So, so then, you know, they don't understand that being uniquely them, like, you know, you're only going to get one Maddie branding experience in your life. You're not going to get that anywhere else. There's only going to be a one time experience with her. So understanding that, that that is so unique and special and not to, you know, rip away parts of yourself. Like that is so crucial. Um, Also, I feel like that people just have this need to build a website and they haven't developed a brand at all. So, um, you know, I had a call with somebody and they're like, oh yeah, well I'm building a website. And I'm like, well, let me just ask you, like, what, what are you going to be putting, you know, on this website once they've like built it? And like now that, you know, cause you just chatted with me that you don't really have a brand right now. So like, what, what would we be doing on that website? And she's like, well, I don't really know now. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, now, you know, you don't really know cause you don't, we don't really have a brand yet. So I feel like that's another struggle is that people just feel like they have to do the things that everybody does. Like, Oh, I have to have an Instagram. I have to have a Pinterest. I have to have a Facebook group. I have to have a website. I have to have an email list and a landing page and a funnel and blah, 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 blah. And you, it's like, it feels like that you have to have this like laundry list of things. And that is so overwhelming when you first start you don't need all those things. Like, you know, where are you wanting to spend the majority of your time and develop, you know, your groups and your warm audience? That's where you need to spend your time. And then once you get that down pat, if you want to maybe add on another thing like email, cool, but let's not like, you know, make us do all the things up front. You know, we only, you know, we can only learn to, you know, walk after we start to crawl, we're not going to be then asked after we first, you know, walk is like, okay, now start running and jogging and swimming and like, you know, riding a bike. It's like that, that does not make sense. (laughs) So it's just, you know, taking things one step at a time and learning, you know, kind of learning along the way. So that's kind of like what I see. What do you see like in kind of your brand fails, Maddie? I'd be interested to hear what you, what you also see. (laughs) I really echo every, I'm like sitting here nodding my head basically. So I really echo everything that you said. I think the, the thing that I see most of the time is um, your first example of the copycatting, like looking at someone else in their industry and being like, oh, okay, that's what success is. So that's what I'm going to go do. And then it's just this vicious circle because they're not successful because they're not being true to themselves and therefore being true to their brand. And so maybe they pivot a little bit and they're still not successful and it just goes on and on and on. And really, if they would just stop and go inward a little bit and understand what do I want? What do I want to do? What makes up me and my brand? And you know, do some of that deep work that you talked about at the beginning of this episode. Like That's where that magic starts to happen. And when you can actually build a brand that will be successful. But if you're doing everything from this place of, you know, not being authentic and and true to yourself, it's never going to be successful. Yeah. And also it just like, I feel like it just kind of creates some like negativity around your business because if you're, you know, being this other person 
right? Then and you've ripped away all the parts of yourself, then you're just kind of left with a hollow shell of a person that's operating a business. And that person is going to, you know, they're going to have a lot of, you know, negative associations with their business because they're going to say, oh, well, my business, you know, made me rip all these authentic parts away from me in order to operate my business. And it's like, well, no, your business didn't do that, honey. You did. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, you know, no shade, but you kind of did that. And that's no shade against anybody because like everybody does that. Literally, I feel like that every entrepreneur has to go through this where they build a business that's like not them at all to then build the business that's right for them. Like, you know, everybody does that. Everybody's had to go through this kind of evolution. So it's just it's the it's a part of the entrepreneur job. You know, you just have to go through it, you know. It really is. And it helps you not make that mistake again, hopefully. I mean, that's that's what you want, right? Is to be able to learn from that and then say, okay, I get it now. I'm going to stay true to myself this time. And, you know, you pivot, ideally. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. I feel like once you kind of learn who you are and who your brand is, then it makes it oh, so much easier for you to then, you know, I, you know, identify what exactly you want to do. Cause you're like, you, you know, here I am and here is who I am. And, you know, all of my positive and negative traits, like in all of my past stories, like here is who I am. I'm out here in the world, you know, relate to me and people relate to that. You know, people relate more to the, you know, negative stuff than like, you know, the leave it to beaver shiny life that people post. Like, you know, that's great, but also they want to hear about when you have a bad day because then that makes you so much more relatable. Yes. I always call it um, in my community, I call it like the Stepford Wives. Like nobody, nobody wants that. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to be friends with that. Just stop it. (laughs) Yeah. No, nobody, nobody wants to, you know, be turned into a robot, you know, to be a wife, you know, no one wants that. So (laughs) yes, exactly. Emily, I'm curious, what would you tell someone just starting out when it comes to really developing their brand? So I feel like we touched on this where it's like you need to start going inward instead of outward, because I feel like there's a lot of compare and despair that happens where, you know, we look outward, we see all these things, and then we start to despair because, you know, we don't really feel like that that's us. So you need to figure out who you are. And, you know, going through and asking people, you know, the husband, friends, kids, whoever that you're surrounded by, you know, what qualities do you see in me that, you know, that, um, that I do all the time. So figuring out that number one is key. And then also, you know, figuring out, you know, what your, what your, um, kind of business tree is, I feel like is number two, definitely figuring out, you know, what are your services and what is the core of your business? Um, And then number three is also still going within, but figuring out, you know, kind of your why, like, why are you in business? Why does this matter to you? And if tomorrow you were told that, you know, it's Handmaid's Tale and you don't get to do this anymore, like, you know, how would that make you feel? <laughs> like you weren't able to have your own business anymore for X, Y, Z reason. Why? Like, how would that really break you up inside? Like really getting emotional. So I, I definitely feel like that people need to, like when they start a brand or a business, they really need to figure out like who they are, what their why is, 
Um, and then everything else will be so easy from there because once they figure out their why and what they're doing in their business, then it's so much easier to be like, oh yeah, that's totally my client right there. Um, I can see it in what I just wrote, you know, or who I am and what my story is, you know, and what my skills are like, oh, I could totally do these skills for other people. But, um, I feel like that, uh, along the way, what happens is that we start creating these kind of rocks on top of us. So it, what I always say to my clients is that this person that, you know, you've just told me about, like in your dream life, in this like five year plan, you were that person at one point in your life. You may not remember this person because they may were, they may have been like a tiny version of yourself, a young child version of yourself, but you were that person. And what happened was, is that that person is buried inside of you underneath a lot of rocks of, um, oh, you're not good enough rock or, you know, your teacher saying like, you know, uh, oh, that was wrong or your parent, tell, you know, telling you that you were wrong or, you know, you getting rejected in the business world. Like you start creating all of these rocks on yourself. So you really need to also start recognizing what those rocks are that are holding you back and stop being scared of them. Cause I feel like a lot of people, when they hear that they are, you know, their brand, they get really scared. Cause that means, Oh crap, I have to deal with all these rocks. I placed on top of my higher self that lives inside of me. I don't want to do that. That's scary, you know? And yes, it totally is scary, but you're never going to be successful until you recognize what those are. And then what you have to do is that like at the end of like the Star Wars, The Last Jedi movie, when Rey, you know, uses her Jedi powers and moves all those rocks out of the way, that's what you got to do. You just got to be Rey and start moving some rocks and getting rid of those rocks that are, you know, holding you back from your potential. Oh, that's such good insight. I love that so much. It, like, you know, you got to kind of take that power back. And I love the different visuals that you use. That's awesome. Thanks. I, I always use like nerd references and I hope people get it. <laughs> and that's a, like, that's part of your brand, right? And if you want to attract some fellow nerds, which who the heck, like, why wouldn't you? That's the perfect thing to be doing. Oh yeah, definitely. Like if you want to be, if you want to be around me or, you know, interact with my brand, you're going to have to get used to all this nerdness. Like, cause it's, it does not turn off. So <laughs> I love it. And it shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Emily, I would love to know what's getting you excited right now. What are you working on? What is happening in Emily land? Oh my gosh. So many exciting things are happening. Like I feel like that, you know, like, you know, the story that I was saying, once you finally figure it out, I feel like that, again, another nerd reference, you're going to become Captain Marvel at the end of the movie where she turns into literally like a glowing orb of light. You, That's just who you are now. Like you are a glowing orb of light because you figured everything out. So now that I'm living in my glowing orb of light life now, um, I am so excited about um, this program that I'm launching. It's kind of like a three prong program which um, the first prong is that we work together for six weeks and it's called um, Discover You, Discover Your Brand. Because um, like I said, in order for someone to fully succeed in their business, they need to understand who they are because they are the product, they are the shiny thing on the shelf that people want to buy. So we work together to figure out who they are what their business is through that brand tree, and then, you know, who their clients are 
So that's kind of the first six weeks working together. Then once we get through that, then the next six weeks is, you know, re, you know, redefining your brand. So it's figuring out now that we have all those pieces together, now it's really doing kind of fun work where it's like, well, like, what are your colors? What are your fonts? Like, where do you want to live in your business? And so, you know, we could build a website or we could build a social media group, um, but just depending on what they want to do, we could build a beautiful email sequence. So it's really then now putting what you did in the step one, which is really the hardest part of this whole process is the step one. Then the step two is now like, oh, now I have my messages and now I have colors and fonts. And so it's really kind of like putting all those pieces together. And then step three is where we launch it. And so we now that we have all of your skills and talents and we have everything kind of put into position, now we're going to figure out what your first package is to launch or your first program or your first product or whatever it is. And we launch it. And so together we work together for six weeks on kind of like a launch strategy program for that. And the reason why I developed it this way is because I feel like that before, you know, in the, like I was saying, these brands fail because it's like they create a website or they create like a social media group or an email list, all these different things. Like they focus on the strategy and strategy is the last step. You know, they always want to figure out what their strategy is. And I'm like, well, you, you don't know you though. So why, why would we even talk about that? Like, that's a way down the road conversation. You know, it's basically like, you know, you're telling me to meet your parents and we're just on a first date. Like, can we just like slow the phone? Like, <laughs> like we need to just halt, halt it a bit. So, um, I really work with them on this process because I feel like that it's really the way to get people to build a brand that they're so confident about that they just want to like, every time they like meet somebody, they want to be like, can I tell you about my brand? Can you tell me about my brand? Cause I feel like that when people are not confident about their business and their brand, they don't want to tell anybody, but I want to help them build something that they literally can just like not shut up about because they're so dang excited. <laughs> so that's why I created this process. And I am just like, so freaking pumped. I'm just so excited to start working with people on it and uh, get some brands going out there that are not a fail. Like, can we get an amen for that? Yes. I love that so much. And I love that you're so clearly like so passionate about this. And I'm so excited for the people that you're going to help because that's just everything that you just described is absolutely tremendous value. So I want you to tell us where people can find you online. So if they're like, yes, everything you just said, I want that, they can go get it. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm on Instagram. It's at confidence by period design. And then I also just started a Facebook group that's confidence by design, no period. Um, and then, yeah, I'm finishing my website right now. So I will be posting that in there so that everybody can know where to find me there. So that is where they can find me. And I'm, yeah, I'm so excited to get started with people and start, yeah, changing some lives and making some brands. Awesome. Emily, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. This was awesome. There's so many good takeaways. Just thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Maddie. I know that we're two brand peas in a brand pod. And so I just love chatting with you about this because I know that everything I say, you're just like, yes, uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yes. <laughs> so it's like you can totally relate. So 
I so appreciate you taking the time and I just love your podcast and I'm so honored to be a part of it because it's definitely something like when it pops up, I'm like, okay, got to listen to this right now. So I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you so much. I just, I appreciate you and I'm so glad that you're here. So thank you again and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you would take a screenshot and share it on social media. It's a great way to let others know you're listening. And if you have a second, head over to iTunes and leave us a rating or review. I know it takes a minute out of your day, but it's the best way to make sure that we keep climbing the charts on iTunes and other people get to hear this podcast. Thank you so much, guys. See you next week.